And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude. It is uh, great to do another show for you guys tonight. We are going over uh, the uh, injury news. It's going into the fantasy playoffs, uh, the semifinals. Um, we uh, will be covering uh, about half the games. It uh, looks like uh, eight of the uh, covering eight of the sixteen games for this weekend. Uh, giving a little preview of uh, kind of who I think uh, is worth the start, and then uh, we will uh, n- tomorrow night on the next show uh, finish off uh, the rest of the, the rest of the games for the week, giving some of my uh, kind of thoughts and and predictions, and then uh, it'll be uh, it'll be semifinals week. Uh, I've got one team that's been eliminated from the playoffs. I've got another team that's uh, in the uh, fantasy or in the uh, the Skull King Listener League that uh, is uh, had a first-round bye and has uh, the semifinal uh, matchup this week. So we'll see how I can do with uh, losing Emmanuel Sanders, and we'll see how healthy Tyreek Hill is. So, um, And hopefully Adam Thielen will bounce back. So, All right. Well, that is uh, all for the intro. Let's go ahead and get started with today's headlines. Today's headlines. All right, Mike Tomlin said that uh, Ben Roethlisberger received treatment for a rib injury at halftime. It was a pain-killing shot. The reason he did not enter the game versus the Raiders after he came to the sideline, it takes the painkillers some time to kick in, and the Steelers had to make sure that he was okay. Uh, the longer it took for uh, Tomlin to come in, or for, uh, for Roethlisberger to come in, uh, seriously, I think, uh, cost, the, uh, cost the, the Steelers uh, that game a little bit. And so now they are they are definitely struggling after I believe losing three in a row. Uh, the there's now we're going to have a couple reports here about Melvin Gordon. So we'll just uh, we'll start with this first one uh, that came earlier in the day. NFL Network Steve Weichi Wick I don't know reports that the Chargers are not optimistic about Melvin Gordon playing Thursday night against the Chiefs. Um, uh, here, let me pull up the next one that I saw about Gordon. Um, said he's feeling much better and expects to be a game-time call for Thursday night's game against the Chiefs. I believe I saw somewhere that he returned to practice Tuesday in a getting in a limited session after not practicing on Monday. So as far as the um, running back situation for the Chargers goes, Austin Eckler is expected to be inactive. Um, Melvin Gordon, again, didn't practice Monday, got in a limited session Tuesday, so we will see he will be a game-time decision. Justin Jackson has a chance to be the back, the only back, that will be healthy uh, for this game against the Chiefs. And so he is definitely a guy that you want to own. I had mentioned him 
uh, in the waiver wire podcast last night. He was still available in, I want to say like 57% of ESPN leagues. So, um, all right. Here's just kind of a, 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 a little bit of hype. Isaiah McKenzie took over as the Bills full-time slot receiver in week 14 after Zay Jones moved to the outside because of uh, the Bills releasing, um, I believe it was Andre Holmes and Kelvin Benjamin. McKenzie was an electrifying return specialist, had six TDs uh, at Georgia, and the Bills have been manufacturing touches for him. He's four catches in back-to-back weeks and rushing TDs in two of the last three games. So he is definitely kind of a, a hype train type of player to look at. Uh, for me, he's more deep league than anything else. So um, back to Ben Roethlisberger real quick. He fully expects to play on, against the Patriots on Sunday, which should be a very good game. Uh, sources say, oh yeah, the, uh, the Vikings, the big news today, the Vikings fired their offensive coordinator, John Filippo. Um, the, uh, news had come saying that the, there was a bit of a, um, difference of philosophy between Filippo and the head coach. Uh, head coach wanted to run the ball more and Filippo wanted to pass the ball. Uh, Monday Night Football was just, I mean, what a game between, uh, a defensive game really for the longest time with the Seahawks and the Vikings. Uh, with the, There was a couple records broken last, uh, or yeah, Monday night in that game. Interesting to listen, interesting to think about. Uh, Russell Wilson now is the winningest quarterback in his first seven seasons in the league winningest that he that includes Tom Brady um the other record that was broken is now Kirk Cousins is officially 0 and 7 in Monday Night Football not necessarily the record kind of record you want to hold all right um I think I've got that later on let's see uh, Cameron Irving, Spencer Ware, and Sammy Watkins won't practice for the did not practice for the Chiefs today. Good news for Tyreek Hill, who apparently practiced in some capacity. So it looks like Tyreek Hill may get a lot of work in this next game against the Chargers. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin left the door open for James Conner to play this week. We'll see how much time he gets against the Patriots. Uh, Isaiah Crowell did not practice on Tuesday. Um, I want to say. Uh, not only did he not practice, Trenton Cannon and Elijah McGuire all did not practice. That's the top three running backs available for the Jets. Not good in the Jets camp. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin expects to play Thursday against the Chargers. He has been learning the language of the offense since he was signed last week. Eric, uh, Offense coordinator Eric Bynamy says it will be all hands on deck. Just in case you may have heard this already, I do not trust Kelvin Benjamin. It it may be possible that he sneaks a TD. I am not counting on that. So he is not a guy that I am actively pursuing at all. It wouldn't wouldn't suggest that anyone goes after him. Uh, to add insult to injury to all the tight ends uh, this year, Jonu Smith was placed on injured reserve, ending his season. Uh, more on Isaiah Curl. He was actually seen in a walking boot uh, on his injured left foot on Tuesday, so he is definitely going to be out this weekend. 
we will see. Um, hopefully there will be another update for the last show of the week tomorrow um, on Trenton Cannon and Elijah McGuire on who will possibly be <laughs> who might possibly be available to run the ball for the Jets. Uh, the Colts have waived tight end Eric Swoop. No corresponding roster move yet. Uh, you know, Eric Ebron is the only real tight end on that team right now. Eagles place Corey Clement on IR and have signed running back Boston Scott. Boston Scott's just an interesting name to keep an eye on, maybe for championship week. I know that Josh Adams has taken over, taken over the role there. Um, he's basically just a, a just in case move. Uh, he was a really hyped in the preseason with the Saints. He was signed off the Saints practice squad. Uh, really played very well in the in the preseason with Mark Ingram and his suspension, not getting a whole lot of work. Uh, so again, it's it's more of a you know desperation slash just in case move. Uh, Boston Scott, I'm not really counting on much out of him, but you never know. Uh, and Deshaun Jackson uh, with his thumb injury is hopeful to play again this season, but he hasn't been able to squeeze the ball at all. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this just means that Chris Godwin is that outside receiver for, uh, across from, uh, Mike Evans for the rest of the season. All right. That is it for the headlines. Let's go ahead and take a second. We will get right into, uh, the, the lineups for the week. All right, so this weekend's lineups are brought to you by StatRoute at StatRoute.com. Uh, I've had a couple of people uh, DM me in uh, Instagram about StatRoute. They're an absolutely phenomenal service. Um, like I said, they've helped me with uh, the rankings and with uh, doing the research for the articles for the podcast. Um, so, quick side note, sorry I wasn't able to get uh, actual waiver wire articles out this week. I've been crazy with... Uh, family stuff and, and everything. Uh, we did get the, the waiver wire podcast out. So I hope, uh, hopefully you guys were able to get a chance to listen to that before needing to make your waiver wire moves. But back to stat route. Um, they have, uh, like I said, they've really helped me with my, my rankings and everything. Uh, this week on fantasy pros, uh, I would have finished as the number 53 overall, uh, ranker for this week. Um, let me check. You know, look at this again real quick. I believe, uh, for wide receivers, I was number 27. Uh, for tight ends, I was number 12 ranker. So, um, like I said, another another decent week for for rankings. And really, I've got to give so much credit to StatRoute and the stats they provide in helping me uh, basically be able to prepare uh, my rankings to help you guys out to uh, to win the titles. So, again, go to StatRoute.com uh, for the remaining season last uh, couple weeks of the season you can get their service for nine dollars finish it off the rest of the season uh use this the promo code skull king ff plus to get the rest of the season for nine bucks um and i believe i've also seen on there that they are going to start uh adding on nba so for those of you who do say nba fantasy that sort of thing uh they do they will be adding nba hopefully in the near future so um again go to statrep.com use the promo code skull king ff to get the rest of the season uh, stats research for just nine dollars. All right, so let's get in the rundown. Starting it off uh, with the Chargers and the Chiefs Thursday night football should be a really really good game. I mentioned earlier in the news uh, we we're not sure about Gordon. Uh, looks like Eckler is most likely going to be inactive. Gordon's going to be a game time decision, so it could be Justin Jackson running the show, running running the show. 
Um, obviously, you're going to start Rivers. I like Jackson this game. I like Keenan Allen. I think that everyone else, the two Williams boys, are going to be too much, uh, too much of a wild card, really, to be completely honest. Um, you can count on Keenan Allen getting the production. You can't necessarily count on uh, Tyrell or Mike Williams. Um, they are boomer bust flex plays, to be completely honest. As far as the Chiefs go, uh, you're starting Mahomes, you're starting Tyreek, you're starting Kelsey. We are still. Let me actually. I want to look up. Um, I want to look up where just to make sure, real quick. I have not seen a whole lot of news on him at all. So let me go ahead and pull up. Let me pull up him. What uh, Spencer Ware still questionable. Remain sidelined at Tuesday's practice. Um, so at this point, his absence is still considered precautionary. Um, Coach Andy Reid said that Ware is currently considered day-to-day. Wednesday will go a long way in telling what the Chiefs plan to do in their backfield. Damian Williams would become a usage-based running back two in the unlikely event that Ware is out. So we still are not sure about uh, Spence Ware, but he may be out. So therefore, Damian Williams is definitely worth a pickup, at least as a backup plan. Um, Again, this should be a bit of a shootout. I'm not trusting either one of these defenses to do a whole lot, to be completely honest. Uh, ten and, uh, was it 10-3 and three and 11-2 and two for these two teams? Uh, should be a lot of fun to watch on Thursday Night Football. Moving on, the Texans visiting the Jets. Uh, my honest opinion, uh, Watson is definitely going to be a guy to play. The Jets' defense has been pretty you know, inconsistent, uh, especially as of late they've been pretty bad. Uh, Hopkins, I think, uh, should, uh, should have a bounce back game from this last week. And, uh, Lamar Miller, who's actually been running the ball very, very well, uh, the last few weeks, uh, last half the season really, um, is definitely going to be on the running back two list. And I'm also throwing the Texans DST in there. The Jets have no running backs at this point. Um, Sam Darnold is still their quarterback. They don't have any receivers really that I like at all. I don't. I don't trust anyone on the Jets right now. So um, I like the. I like the DST as far as the Jets go. I'm not. I don't want anyone. I do not want anyone on that team uh, in any of my lineups for for the fantasy playoffs. So there's that one. Moving on, the Browns at the Broncos. Uh, as far as this one goes, um, the Browns. I talked about this in the in the waiver wire show last night. I'm not totally sold on Baker Mayfield. I know that we've had Baker Mayfield in pretty much every single waiver wire show for the entire season um, since about week three. That being said, um, I don't like in this game against the Broncos. Uh, I do like I do like Nick Chubb to be completely honest. Um, looking at his, let me pull up his. Uh, here we go, Nick Chubb going up against. Denver is 20 or sorry is 13th against the run. So it's not going to be an easy game for Chubb, but just based on his usage, catching the ball out of the backfield, running the ball, um, he should still, as always, get close to that 100 yards. I think that David Njoku could be solid. Uh, Denver is the sixth worst um, team in terms of defending uh, fantasy points against the, uh, against the tight end position. So I think Najoku is a back-end tight end one for this. And Jarvis Landry, with, um, with Chris Harris being, being out with injury, 
they don't have the best uh, defensive backs. Really, Harris was their top defensive back, and he worked in the slot, where honestly is where Landry does a lot of his work. Um, with him gone, I think that Landry could definitely put up some more numbers, not necessarily like what he did this last week. Sorry, this last week against the Panthers. Um, three catches, 57 yards, and a TD, and then he also had the two rushes uh, for 55 yards and a TD. One of those touchdowns he stole from Nick Chubb at the one-yard line. <laughs> but I'm not bitter. Um, so I think that Landry could have an okay game. Uh, he's not getting nearly the uh, the targets that he was uh, that he was getting earlier in the season since uh, basically since Nick Chubb became the starting running back. To be completely honest, they've completely relied on the on the run game ever since Freddie Kitchens took over the offensive coordinator role when uh, Hugh Jackson got fired. So as far as the Broncos go, I like Philip Lindsay pretty much as always. I I like him for the rest of the season. Um, again, the Browns defense, he should be able to, he should be able to, to put up a, a decent amount of yards and most likely get into the end zone. And I like Deshaun Hamilton. We talked about him last night a little bit, uh, four, for 47 or seven for 47 and one, uh, in the slot, he seems to really be, be doing well. He, you know, Keenum likes throwing to the slot. We saw that last year when he was with uh, the Vikings and throwing a lot to, uh, to Adam Thielen. So uh, I think that Deshaun Hamilton could could very well have a very decent role in this game against the Browns. I'm not so big on Cortland Sutton. I think he's a flex play max. And really that's mostly what I think of Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, he's going to be a flex play max. Um, and may, you know, you may consider him boomer bust, but I think that he can. I think that he could possibly put up a decent PPR game uh, in this one against the Browns. Uh, next game, the Packers and the Bears. As far as the Packers go, I think if you've got Rodgers, you're, you're going to most likely start him. Um, I don't really see any problem with starting Rodgers. However, seeing what the Bears defense just did to Jared Goff, it would give me pause. Uh, you're definitely going to start uh, Adams. I think that he is a no-brainer. Aaron Jones is a bit of an enigma. Uh, let me take a quick look. Let's pull up what he actually did in this last game. Yeah, this last game was 17 carries for 78 yards and a TD. I think they finally, I think that now that uh, McCarthy's gone, they'll actually use Aaron Jones as much as they should. Um, if Jones Jones can have you know, a few really good games finish out the season, he may actually get to 1,000 rushing yards, which would honestly be a miracle considering how he was just misused uh, earlier in the season. So I think that you know, Chicago has been okay against the run. Really, it's the pass that they've that they've struggled with the most. Uh, but being in Chicago, this I, I honestly I would be careful there. In Jones, I definitely think he's really a, a running back too, uh, but may only put up flex play numbers. To be completely honest, if you're playing in DFS, I don't want Aaron Jones. I don't want anything to do with going against the Bears defense. As far as the Bears go, play the Bears defense. Um, even against the Packers, you, you know they're the number one defense for a reason. They've been it all year, so uh, I'm playing Trubisky this week. I like him in this game against the Packers. The Packers' defense has not been great, especially since they lost uh, um, Ha Clinton Dix to the trade in the trade to Washington. I like Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen is going to be play, is is a play. Uh, you know whether it's running the ball or catching the ball in the backfield, 
he really showed a lot of explosiveness against the Rams, just never really seemed to break that one big playoff for the touchdown. So, And uh, as far as the tight end goes, I do like Trey Burton in this one. Normally I don't, but uh, this week I think that Trey Burton is – I mean, really, if you think about what, the, what you're dealing with with the rest of the tight end field and how many injuries there have been, if you got Trey Burton, you're playing him. Uh, moving on, the Lions and the Bills. I don't want anything to do with the Lions, uh, unfortunately. Um, I loved Kenny, Dal- Kenny Galladay all year. I traded early in the season uh, when Cohen is just starting to have a couple breakout games. I actually traded him for Kenny Galladay who was lighting it up. I mean, in my PPR league, uh, Galladay was putting up 20 points a game. And then everything cooled off. Uh, so I think that Galladay at this point, because of how bad the Lions' offensive line is, um, if on Johnson plays, I think he's a wall, running back two or flex. Kenny Galladay is a wide receiver three at this point. Um, they just can't seem to get the ball to him. He's only had you know, four or five targets because uh, uh, four or five targets a game because the last couple because Stafford keeps getting hit before he can even get the ball out. Um, I don't. Uh, being completely honest here, I don't really like if Carryon Johnson doesn't play. I don't like Blunt. Uh, I, I'm okay. Okay with Theo Riddick. Um, he's averaging in regular PPR leagues uh, about nine and a half to ten points a game. Not great, but f- somewhat flex worthy, especially in deeper leagues. As far as the Bills go, I like Josh Allen. I may, I may go after Josh Allen in one of these leagues. Um, actually, in the league of record, I may pick him up for for the semifinals. Uh, I want to say who's with going up against the Lions. I think that Allen could put up some decent rushing yards again, um, and could have a decent game. Uh, Zay Jones definitely is a guy that uh, he's become the number one in in the Bills' defense. Uh, the Lions have been pretty good against the pass. Again, Zay Jones is flex worthy. Like if you have you know two wide receivers, two running backs, if you have two flexes in your league, he would definitely. I think he he could be in the conversation for that second flex play, depending on what you have, how you've built your team. And finally, I love the Bills DST in this game against the Lions. Uh, so moving on, we got uh, three more games we're going to cover. The Buccaneers, really the only two players I really like in this one are Godwin and Humphreys. Uh, and this is really that's uh, volume-based. Uh, oh, and the other one, sorry, I forgot to add him in, is Cameron Brait. Um, let me pull up uh, my note on him. Let me pull up that note on Brait. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it looks like uh, Baltimore is the eighth worst team in terms of giving up fantasy points to uh, the uh, tight end position. Uh, let me see a quick note. Let's see. Uh, yeah, he's basically a touchdown or bust option. He had. Uh, was it three or four targets in the last, last game? Four targets, two catches. Both of them just happened to be touchdowns. So uh, He's been targeted at least three times in every game since week nine. Um, and in seven out of – or in eight out of nine games since week seven. Um, finishing with – he's only had two games with only one catch, at least two catches in almost all those games. 
he's not getting a whole lot of yards to be completely honest. Uh, but you know, he's ended up in the, in the end zone six times so far, three times the last three weeks. So I think that if they move the ball, he could have an okay game against Baltimore this week. Uh, as far as the Ravens go, I like Lamar Jackson. Again, the Buccaneers defense is an absolute sieve. So they're going to give up yards everywhere. Um, the, uh, I like Gus Edwards running the ball. Kenneth Dixon, uh, we talked about this uh, last night's show. He is going to get – his role is going to expand. He's going to get more snaps playing both uh, playing both uh, in passing situations and in running situations. He is the most talented running back on the team, to be completely honest. He just – you know, he's finally getting healthy. Uh, so I definitely think he is flex-worthy. And the Ravens DST, I think, is a great start against the Buccaneers just especially with how they were able to shut down the um, the Chiefs offense as well as they did in Arrowhead. So uh, moving on, last two games, the Cardinals. The only player I'm playing on here is David Johnson. Uh, Fitz, ugh. I'm not really trusting Fitz anymore, and really that's because of the quarterback, Josh Rosen. Uh, maybe next year, I know that Fitz, we'll see if Fitz keeps playing next year. We just don't know. Um, but as far as as far as the Cardinals go in definite plays, uh, David Johnson is the only one I really like. Uh, going to the Falcons, uh, you're playing Matt Ryan, you're playing Julio. I like Ridley as a flex, uh, Hooper as a back-end tight end one. The Cardinals, the Cardinals defense does play well against the, against the pass. Um, However, just because it's in Atlanta, um, you know, I, I'm okay with Ryan Julio Ridley. I think that they, I think that they will get the job done, put up at least, at least uh, projection type numbers uh, for this game. And then, uh, in terms of the running back situation, I think Tevin Coleman, back end running back two. Uh, he's going to be more valuable catching the ball out of the backfield, to be completely honest. Um, Ido Smith, I just can't trust. The volume hasn't been there consistently. So, And last game we'll cover tonight, the Raiders and the Bengals. Doug Martin and and uh, Jalen Richard, Richard, however it's pronounced, are the two guys that I want in this game. Uh, Cook, he's you know the mid to back end uh, tight end one. And the reason, I mean, really the main reason for um, for Martin and Richard is the Bengals' defense is just god-awful against the uh, against the run. They're one of the worst in the league. I think that uh, both of them could get some work. I think Richard could uh, do a good job of catching the ball in the backfield. As far as the Bengals go, the Raiders' defense isn't that much better. Uh, so I like Boyd. Um, C.J. Uzoma is the, is, the, uh, is the tight end here. He is tight end two, really. We talked about this last night. Basically, what he is good for is two to three catches in about 20, 30 yards. Enough production to not get a zero, really. Um, and so, so, yeah, that's all we've got for this week's, uh, for tonight's show and these eight games. We will be covering the last eight games of the, se- of the week, <laughs> last eight games of the week tomorrow. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Uh, look forward to talking to you tomorrow night. Again, my name is Ryan Skullward, and this has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, and we will talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? 
If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations.